This is the Gambling Gauchos. You're listening to the Gambling Gauchos. Talking Texas Tech, betting on the Big 12 and beyond. We've got everything you need. Money lines, memes, and matadors. Well, you want to quit, Ethan? That'll be the day. Now, here's Kyle Jacobson and Rob Bro, The Money Line Matadors. The Casino Cowboys. The Parlay Picadors. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns, and those who dig. You dig. With the gambling gauchos. Oh, and one more thing. It's all West Texas. It always has been. Welcome to the Gambling Gauchos. I'm Rob Rose, Kyle Jacobson, alongside Instagram, I was going to say influencer, but more than that, fashion icon, stylist, shopper, and VIP concierge, lifestyle by Laura. Laura, you're joining us today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Pretty good. Um, I was, just before we get into all the NIL stuff, I was perusing your Insta feed. Uh, Mike Jones fan. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> good, good. And we're off on a good start then because we, uh, Kyle and I both big Mike Jones guys. We need to find that oh. picture uh, maybe 15 years ago, probably further back than that. Mike Jones showed up at a Texas Tech football practice and he's wearing like the, uh, I don't think he's wearing a hat, but he's got a jersey on and yeah. it's a cool picture. <laughs> oh, I love like that. Like a Cliff Kingsbury jersey. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes, I, I grew up in Houston, so naturally Mike Jones is one of my favorites. Perfect. (laughs) Well, uh, Laura, our understanding is that you actually attended Texas Tech and, you know, we'll get into your business background and everything, but um, introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and your personal background. Perfect. So my name is Laura Fedoff. I have a business called Lifestyle by Laura. I am a fashion stylist, personal shopper, VIP concierge. Essentially, fashion is my in with people, but I will help with all aspects of their life. I grew up in Kingwood, Texas, which is just north of Houston, not far from the Woodlands. Great place to grow up. I got accepted at Texas Tech. Absolutely loved it. I loved it so much that I actually stayed there for six years and graduated twice from the College of Electronic Media and Communications. I was there during the Bob Light, Bob Knight, Mike Leach era, which was arguably a very exciting time. Yeah. Uh, when I was in college there, I actually worked with the football department with Mike Leach and the coaches and helped with recruiting. So I've always been working with athletes on some level. And um, fast forward to now, um, I have my own business in Dallas, Texas, and I... I'm very active in the NIL scene. I am the only fashion stylist in the country that is their own NIL brand and actively takes on a lot of collegiate athletes, football, baseball, and basketball. 
this is going to be a broad question, but what's the biggest difference between recruiting then and recruiting now? Just, I guess, on the, the large scope as you see it. The transfer portal for me, I feel like right now it's free agency. And, and you're seeing this with a lot of schools, not naming the starting quarterback at tech, not bringing a starting quarterback to media day because then whoever's not named the starter may transfer. This happens all the time. And obviously these guys got to do what's best for them. And I'm very close with all the athletes. So I support them in their decision. But what I found as somebody that is helping these guys and become very close with them, but also as a fan, the fans may feel like there's not a lot of loyalty now because back in the day, if you didn't have a good season and you weren't starting, you worked really hard in the off season. And then you came back and proved yourself. You didn't just, throw in the towel and transfer. So I think that from a coaching standpoint, not only are they having to recruit the guys to stick to come to the university, but also actively keeping them happy so that they don't leave after that season. Yeah. And w- w- this is something we've discussed and I, I warned you about the rabbit trails before we got started, but <laughs> in, in this NIL era, if a guy becomes known to a city like Lubbock and a community like Texas tech for two or three years, and then decides he wants to pack his bags and play somewhere else for his last year of eligibility, let's say. Mm-hmm. In my mind, his you know, NIL ceiling, uh, his brand potential, it seems like you're kind of starting all over in a community that doesn't know you yet versus one where you've built this equity for two or three years. And so I almost wonder if now that NIL is there, if guys will start to think in those kinds of terms instead of just maybe the instant gratification, playing time, whatever it may be, because like I said, you know, we've got a passionate fan base and, you know, they support their own. We've seen that on Twitter this week and we'll get into that Mm -hmm. some later, but (laughs) I don't know. I just, it kind of makes me scratch my head. I'm not picking on anybody in particular, but you know, the the example that comes to mind is Kevin McCullough going from, I was about to say that, that that's actually one of the uh, guys that I helped last year became very close with his mom, Heather. I think that the reason why tech fans were so upset about that is there was always this hashtag Red Raider for life, a lot of that buzz, um, and he had stayed. But, you know, if I look at it from his perspective, maybe Kansas is an atmosphere that he just really wanted to be on the other side of. He wanted to play at Allen Fieldhouse and play for the Jayhawks. Um, You also got to look at these different guys, what their draft potential is. Um, maybe he'll have more success building his outside shot in a a jump shot in a program at Kansas, because we all know that's one of the things that Bryson Williams was very strong at. He was a threat taking the ball to the hole, three-pointer, very, very solid basketball player. So I look at it like, you know, from a fan standpoint, it feels like there's no loyalty and it can feel like, wow, wait, we didn't expect this. Like, how are you going to transfer to one of our biggest rivals? So I feel like TJ Shannon didn't seem quite as upsetting to a lot of the fans because we know he ultimately, it was best for him to be closer to home. So I just, I wonder if more guys will start thinking in those terms or, and if, and if they'll have uh, folks in their inner circle or even coaches saying, you know, you stay in Lubbock, a community of 300,000 people that know you 15,000 fans at every game, your brand potential, your NIL earnings potential, um, it's a lot higher here than it is if you just choose to turn the page and start over somewhere else. And, you know, I think guys transfer for a multitude of reasons. It's not all NIL, but I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. curious if that'll be a factor moving forward for some guys. Well, I think that's where the whole Matador club is going to 
come into place too. Um, and we can talk about that in a little bit, but I really think that that's going to expand to the other sports. And um, I think that this is a very, very exciting time in college football. I think the NCAA is like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. And we're just kind of buckling up. And uh, I mean, last year it felt like the wild west. Like we were all just kind of figuring it out as we went. So uh, right now it's, it's a very exciting time. Yeah, as crazy as it is for teams and coaches and everyone actually doing it, it's just fun for the fans. <laughs> it really is. Back and have the have the fun. Um, so, talking about your lifestyles by Laura Brand, um, is this a brand you? Uh, obviously, you worked in recruiting at the university, but you leave. How do you build your business? What was that like? Um, did it did it come together? Is that is that what you wanted to do? to, to be this kind of shopper and, and fashion and, or is it just kind of built a brand and then you got started that way? Well, so my degrees are broadcast journalism with a French minor and advertising with a minor in creative writing. So I did two internships in television. I actually was at the KCBD in Lubbock when Emily Jones was there. And right after I got that internship, she was, um, breaking her contract to move to Fox Sports Southwest. So I, they hadn't hired Pete Christie yet. So there was like a little bit of a, a gap between who was my boss. Um, and so they had me doing a little bit of news as well. And then I was at the ABC CBS affiliate. I realized that that wasn't creative enough for me. And I also realized that I didn't want to give up being a fan. And if I was working every game, I wouldn't be able to enjoy it as I do now. Um, and so that's when I started taking classes in advertising and that for me is a lot more creative. So I honestly thought I was going to work for a large advertising agency like they have here in Dallas. Um, but right after college, I moved back to Houston, which is where I grew up. And, um, I worked for a corporate event planning company and I did graphic video web design. Uh, I'm actually a computer geek. A lot of people wouldn't know that, but I've learned that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. So I'm not meant to be behind a computer all day. So I was, I had two degrees with honors and I was making $12 an hour. It was not fun, but I did that for a year. I started my own marketing company after I left Sullivan group. That was my first company that I worked with. And then my um, dad got a promotion with his job uh, to move from Houston to Dallas. And they said to me one Sunday, hey, we're going to move to Dallas. We'd love for you to come with us. Moved up here. And within about a month of being here, I was still doing my own marketing thing. My mom said, well, why don't you just get a job at Nordstrom and enjoy a discount and then figure out what you want to do? And that's exactly what I did. So I worked there for four years. 100% commission. I'm the kind of person I'm not too good to do anything. I've worked in the restaurant industry, working in retail. Nobody ever knew I was commission based, but I needed to do that. I needed to see what it was like to be on the other side. That's ultimately where I started to build up my client base. And then what ended up happening is I outgrew the four walls of one store. So that's when Lifestyle by Laura became a thing. And I went out on my own. So I've been doing this for 13 years. Cool. And now, now that you're working with student athletes, um, do you do you work exclusively exclusively with Texas Tech athletes? Do they come to no. you? Do you find them? How does that work? So, well, there's a lot of word of mouth through social media. 
Um, but honestly, this season has been very fascinating. I've been working on all the football stuff really since January. A lot of the agents find me and some of the biggest agencies. So I have Athletes First, Rock Nation Sports, Eric Burkhart being one of the main guys with that. So I work closely with Leah Knight, Excel Sports Management, BT8 Management. There's also some marketing companies uh, like GSE Worldwide, which is out of New York. So they have found me through social media. They usually give me their list of their collegiate athletes. Then we find who is a good fit for both parties. It's number one, it's got to be somebody that cares somewhat about fashion because if they don't, then it's going to be a waste of time. So, I mean, I have Texas tech, I have A&M, I have OU Baylor, Texas is in progress. I have one good guy coming from Texas, Ohio state, Michigan, USC, Bama, two guys from Georgia, Florida, UNLV, I have all over the country in all different positions. I don't want just the face of the franchise, just the quarterback or just the star running back. Um, I'm excited to sign an offensive lineman. Those guys don't get enough credit. So yeah, there's a lot of moving parts to this, a lot of different positions and a lot of different schools. And it's, it's absolutely fascinating. So when you work with these guys on a one-on-one -on -one basis, is it just the fashion or are you working on brand and appearance and uh, how you present yourself? Is it all encompassing? What exactly do you do for these guys? Well, there's many parts of the sponsorship. I can kind of go into the specifics of what that looks like. Um, so first, we usually will have a phone call with the agent and the athlete. We make sure that it's a good fit personality-wise. These guys are so excited. Um, they learn right away that I'm not a yes person, that I don't have to do this. I want to do this. And I really want this to be fun. I feel like these guys, I have two true freshmen that I'm taking this year. Usually my guys are senior or junior eligibility. Um, they're in a position where, you know, they just graduated from high school or maybe they're just early on in college. So they're balancing being a full-time student, full-time athlete being a person, having real life things. Now they're a businessman. And so that's, that's a lot. So I basically become part of their life in the aspect of, I want what is best for them. I help coach them with their appearance. I help style them for um, different events that they may have that, that maybe they're going to do something with their family. Maybe they have a wedding that they're going to, it could have something to do with the university or have nothing to do with the university. But what I found is that this is something so fun for them to do. That is a great distraction and a positive distraction, way better than just sitting there playing video games all day. Um, and so we're constantly working together to, um, build them as their own brand. So what I'm doing in styling somebody is personal branding. It may seem superficial, but the way you dress is the way the world sees you. So one of the first things I'll ask every single guy is how do you want the world to see you? Most of them will say confident, charismatic, likable, whatever it'll be. And every single decision that I make, every shirt that I pick out, the custom clothing that we design, we are keeping that as our main focus. It's all strategic. A lot of people don't realize that, but then when you see that guy on game day, for example, some of the guys with Georgia, when they're doing the dog walk or the gator walk or with Bama, you're going to see that guy and you're gonna be like, he looks so confident. 
because there's something that's really magical that happens when you feel really good in what you're wearing and that confidence becomes external and other people can feel it. That's what I used to try to tell my coaches when they, they told me I was going overboard on the armbands and ankle <laughs> tape and all that. And I said, coach, if you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. And uh, <laughs> the, old, the old school coaches didn't like hearing that, but uh, I agree with you. I think there is something to that. Um, so on that personal image, personal brand component, uh, as I'm sure you saw, cause I know you're on social media, huge brouhaha a couple days ago <laughs> with a TCU assistant coach on this Twitter thread. And, um, I don't think he really, I think he missed the mark. And of course we can talk about Texas tech fans and their response to it. But I think the point he was trying to make was actually a valid one, which is that someday when you're not wearing the Jersey anymore, what have you done for your personal image? What have you done for your brand that will continue to help you hopefully, you know, uh, be able to prosper with your name, image, and likeness and the community that you play in, how is that going to play into your NIL after you're done with your playing days? Uh, I think a lot of fans, again, NIL is new to everybody, but I think they just, they look at the cash and they want to know the dollar amounts that these guys are signing for. They want to know, they want to see a picture of the car that they got, you know, for their, sponsorship with the car dealership but there is part of this that you know when you're 30 years old 35 years old and you've been done playing for a while you can still capitalize on your personal brand from your collegiate playing days so talk about the importance of that component and not just the cash transactions that some of these guys are engaging in absolutely well i mean they're learning they're going to learn very quickly how to budget otherwise that twenty-five thousand is going to be gone very quickly so uh, like with my sponsorship, we actually have a built-in shopping budget and the agents love that because the last thing we want is when a guy starts playing on Sunday, well, technically it's Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Now we hear all these stories about how this guy made millions and millions and millions of dollars. And then they end up bankrupt after many years of just blowing through their money. So I mean, there's so many different ways to answer this. What I can say is what I'm doing is I'm really taking these guys under my wing. Um, I have a lot of connections with different brands and we're making very smart decisions and I'm talking them through this process of, okay, no, I'm not, I can't support you in purchasing that. Um, and these guys are working with me. They're, they're running by things by me that I may not have anything to do with. For example, one of my athletes wanted to buy a very expensive pair of sneakers. And I jokingly told him that one of my best friends plays in the NBA and he would never buy that. He would never spend that much money on it. So it's really putting everything into perspective here because I don't want these guys to be in, a in for a rude wake-up call once they're not in college and they're not getting all this free stuff, whether they make it in the league or not. They're still going to be given special treatment, but then they're going to be paying for it too. Um, on the flip side of it, I think that really understanding um, who you are, being confident in who you are, allowing your personality to shine through and how you're, how you're dressing and carrying yourself in a professional manner is so important. That's why for me, I love the schools that have the old school tradition of suits on game day. I'd love to see more of that come back. I feel like it got very casual during COVID. We even saw just basketball coaches were no longer wearing suits because it was too hot with the masks on. So for me, I think that there's, this is going to be a process that these guys learn that it's not going to be necessarily about the name brands always. 
Um, but over time, they're going to realize that they are their own brand and they want to be taken seriously and they have to dress for the job that they want. That's another thing that was discussed in that original Twitter thread from the TCU coach. Uh, you're a Red Raider. Uh, Absolutely. Two-time, two-time graduate, you say. And uh, <laughs> you, you built a brand, right, with that double T. What do you say to people who maybe look at Texas Tech athletes and say you can't build a brand in the desert? Well, first of all, I really never saw any cactuses or cacti in Lubbock. So, but I do have the cactus on all my social media profiles now because I just think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, I, I mean, that's completely false. I went to school with Cody Campbell. He was on the football team when I was there. I'm very close friends with a lot of the people that are very involved in the athletic department, football, basketball, baseball. Um, I think that ultimately um, a lot of other schools clearly, I think, was that a recruiting director for TCU that made that comment? Okay. I, I think that he grossly underestimated how passionate the Texas Tech fan base is, but also how fun we can all be. I, I think that every Texas Tech sports program and all the big alumni, Patrick Mahomes, et cetera, should all put the cactus on their profile and just kind of play along with this. Um, but I think that's completely false. Um, I think that there's just a, a little bit of animosity there. I, I don't know where it's coming from, but what I can say is that what tech did, I feel like a lot of other schools are going to follow suit. We just did it first and we're doing it right because I feel like if you're paying every player, all 85 scholarship players, all 15 walk-ons, that's great from a PR perspective that makes the fan base feel good about supporting their athletes. Um, and we have such an incredibly strong fan base. And I just, for me, I, I think it's outstanding what they're doing. And I, and I think it's so great that it's not just this star player is getting a huge NIL deal. Those are still going to happen on the side, but this is kind of like a base salary and it's supporting the entire program. Yeah, the, I think base salary is a good metaphor for it. And that was another area where I think that thread missed the mark was, I think the term he used was concrete ceiling. And there's nothing stopping these guys who are engaging with the Matador Club from going above and beyond that. But it, it puts everybody on the team with a, a baseline amount that they can earn. Um, so we've talked to players, current and former, and we've talked to uh, folks involved with the Matador Club. I think you're the first business person who's engaged with NIL that we've spoken with. And we like to ask them about the pros and cons from their perspective on transfer portal NIL, kind of just the player empowerment. And a lot of fans, especially the ones that have been college football fans for decades, have this old school thinking and they don't want the players to be paid. They don't want you to transfer. As a business person who's working with these student athletes, can you speak to some of the upside and the benefits to the world of NIL that we're entering into? Well, I personally love it. I think as long as it's done right, I think it's outstanding. Um, I can speak to the sponsorship that I do with my football players, basketball and baseball. Um, I'm very involved in their lives. Um, I'm doing 
FaceTime styling appointments up to twice per week, um, all the way through the spring season or whenever they declare for the draft. Um, I really think as long as these guys can stay humble enough to realize that they actually haven't made it yet at the next level and still stay hungry, then it's okay. But it was about time to allow these guys to be able to monetize on their name, image, and likeness. And I strongly support them being able to make money on jersey sales. We're seeing that at Michigan. We're going to see that at some other schools. I love to see it not be such a, okay, the university is so separate from this NIL. And I, and I see that whenever I'm doing contracts through the agents for some of these guys, some of the uh, some schools are very, very strict as far as their compliance goes. They don't even want the university's name anywhere in the contract. They want it to say intercollegiate program, blah, 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 because they're trying to hold on to any power that they can possibly have, but ultimately they, they approve the agreement. So I, I feel like, is it, would it be wrong for somebody that has a business to pay a player? $300,000 for a one hour appearance for their business to, for like a fan event. I think that that's kind of where some people started to get upset that all, all these entrepreneurs were like, okay, well, this is legal. I, I can do this. I think that those are the ones that are going to make people, those are the sponsorships that are going to pe- make people raise their eyebrows a little bit because that just seems extreme. But I mean, if that's what a, an entrepreneur wants to do. I think it's completely fine. But for me, my sponsorship is, has many tiers to it. Um, I can tell you a little bit more about like what I do, if, if that yeah. would be interesting. Yeah, please okay. Do. okay. So it starts off. Um, I refuse to buy my guys. There is a small monetary amount up front, but it's not anywhere near when you see some of these guys and they're sponsoring their big car dealerships, their Lamborghini, whatever, they're getting paid 15, 20, $30,000 and up. No way. Even if I could, I wouldn't. Um, I help about 400 athletes, collegiate and professional. So I, I find that a small amount of money up front, we're talking $500 or less is fine. Um, they're, they get a welcome gift. This goes in conjunction with their sponsorship announcement. Most of the guys, it's a, a welcome sneaker. A lot of these guys are obsessed with their sneakers. Um, in the rare case for like Tyler Shuck and then also when I'm Michigan wide receivers, they didn't really need sneakers. So we kind of went a different route and we did clothing. For Tyler, I did clothing for both him and his now fiance, Jordan. They were going to Cabo and that's actually where he proposed. So I did their wardrobe for the entire trip and she had no idea he was proposing. So that was yeah, really fun like to be a, a part of that. Wasn't there like a secret photo shoot that uh, you were yes. a part of maybe? Okay. Yes, absolutely. So Tyler was asking me, he's like, okay, she's going to suspect something. So like, how do, how do I do this? I said, okay, well, let's have Miranda. So Miranda is who oversees his account with Excel sports management. And I said, have Miranda start a group text with you and Jordan and say that you have this deal with a photographer in Cabo. And since y'all haven't been able to go on a trip in a while that they're just going to capture some photos for you because you got to tell her a girl's going to want to know if there's going to be a photo shoot, but then she may not suspect anything. She knew something was up because they had just gone to Arizona and were with a bunch of family and then they go on this trip. And so, but it was that 
that group text that I helped come up with the idea for that made her think, okay, well, maybe this isn't going to happen. Um, but so it was very fun. Like this is, this is really what I'm doing besides just helping these guys. I'm involved in all aspects of their life. I'm helping their fiancés. I'm helping their families. I'm, I'm helping their siblings. It's not just them. Um, I genuinely care about these guys. I develop a strong relationship with them. So we have that welcome gift in conjunction with that. There's a tweet. Uh, I think that might've been when y'all first saw me is that when Tyler did his tweet um, showcasing his welcome gift, and then they do an Instagram story post. Then one of the most exciting things that they get is if you think about what an NFL agent would send their athlete when they're going off to training camp, they send them a big delivery full of snacks and gear and branded merchandise and everything. And it's a huge box. So I basically do the equivalent to that, but with a fashion twist on it. So think sneakers, jewelry, clothing, accessories, branded things, things with their initials on it. And no two baskets are the same. That's valued at $2,000 and up. And that's taking into the fact that the majority of what I'm able to get is all discounted because I work with every single luxury brand directly as a stylist. On top of that basket, there is a shopping styling budget that we use throughout their entire season. And I make sure even for some of the guys that don't have anything starting off, for example, my guy at USC, all he really had was USC gear and that's it. We made sure that we got him enough clothes to be able to go out to dinner and do some fun things out in LA, but that this would last him the whole season. Um, On top of that, then they have the two FaceTime sessions per week, which really comes in handy, especially when the season comes around, because I don't expect them to be the expert at this. I'm making sure that they look great for their game day looks, even if they're going to just have matching sweats that they can showcase their personality. Maybe it's with a few accessories or maybe it's with a bag or whatever, whatever they may have. Um, But where that really comes into play is with the business clothes, the suiting, the sport coat and the slacks. Um, So what I factor into that for um, the programs that do that are more old school is custom clothing. Because let's face it, these guys cannot go into a Nordstrom or a suit supply and buy off the rack those clothes do not fit them. So most of them have never had clothing made for them before. So this is a fascinating process. So that's why I was just in Lubbock. I was just there. I flew back today and I was getting Tyler fitted for a custom suit, sport coat and slacks. He doesn't necessarily need that for game day, but he will need that for appearances. He will need that for the next stage of his life as well. Getting married and God willing the draft. So it's, really fun to be part of this whole process with these guys. Yeah. We hope that Tyler Shook's a first round draft pick. Cause that means he has a really good year at Texas tech. Absolutely. Same here. Yeah. And he is a great guy. He is such a great guy. Yeah. We we've just heard other folks kind of rave about him. And uh, I think one of the coolest anecdotes I heard about Tyler Shuck was actually from Donovan Smith's dad, who was a running backs coach. And of course, Donovan Smith also plays quarterback at Texas tech. So they're, teammates but competitors for playing time and uh donovan smith's dad kind of told donovan hey if you want to if you want to see somebody that you need to be like in two or three years at the end of your college career just keep watching what tyler shuck is doing every day and you need to emulate that so you, you know like i said that's just secondhand stuff we've heard but sounds like he's a great teammate 
great student athlete. Um, and yeah, hopefully he gets his name called first round and we get to see a, a cool suit that uh, you helped him come up with when he walked across the stage and check uh, this in the lining or something. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get, a, we'll get a little pocket square, just real okay, subtle. Yeah, no, yeah that'd be perfect. I'm not, uh, I'm not doing that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you to, to rate. Players, yeah. I was going to ask you to rate me and Rob. I know you can only see us from the shoulders up, but if you have any fashion <laughs> tips for us. You guys both look great. Thank Absolutely. you. <laughs> y'all both look great. And y'all are very welcoming, too. I appreciate it. I I was thinking, okay, well, I'm, I'm very well-versed in sports. Both my parents grew up outside of Philadelphia. That part of the country sports oh, yeah. was a religion. So I grew up thinking that every girl knew this much about sports as I did. <laughs> and so I, I was definitely wrong. My, my best girlfriend here in Dallas, she's the equivalent to go sports. Uh, she has no idea what's going on, <laughs> but she's, she's been kind enough to go uh, when Jakeem Grant is one of my clients. and. When he was with the Miami Dolphins, we went to a game there. And I don't think we've ever been that hot in our entire life, but we went to that game and it was great. So uh, it's it's funny for me uh, being in this situation. It's also a, it's a blessing for me to be in this situation. Um, I truly love what I do. These guys are so enthusiastic and so excited. Um, and I'm in constant communication with them. I actually have five guys coming in town to Dallas this weekend. They're all getting fitted. So I have two Baylor guys, two OU guys, and one of my guys is coming over from Gainesville from the University of Florida. So getting them all fitted because all those universities have game day traditions that require custom clothing. Gotcha. Well, um, Laura, you know, we've obviously been following you on social media for a little while and you put out some great content and you know, I think your followers are able to get a glimpse of some of the athletes that you're working with and the work you do. Uh, for our listeners who maybe aren't following along yet, uh, can you tell them where they can find you and follow along? Sure. Um, I would say Instagram is probably the most thorough, especially if you watch the story. It takes you behind the scenes on my everyday life. So it's at Lifestyle by Laura, all one word. Twitter, it's Lifestyle by Lifestyle Laura because of the character limit. Um, also my website is www.life-stylebylaura, but all that, if you go to the Instagram page, all that is linked there as well. Perfect. Well, again, we appreciate you joining us and, uh, I think it's really cool what you're doing with the student athletes in the world of NIL. And we look forward to following along during football season and beyond and, uh, appreciate you coming on to discuss all of this with us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now we have two great Red Raiders in the Rolodex from the Woodlands, you and uh, Danny Amendola. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually, uh, he came on so many unofficial visits. He had his official visits, but that was when I was with the football department. I remember awesome. that very, very discreetly. So very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Laura. And, uh, We'll, I guess, see you on the Twitterverse and Instagram. And uh, I think we're going to ride this cactus thing for as long as we can. And then who knows what we'll come up with. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we'll see you around. Thank you so much.